Traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men. And home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is feminist as fuck. Welcome to F-Words. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm your life and business coach now. This week on the pod, we are talking with Sarah Magnoni. We get into her work helping people show up online with her program and podcast, Strategic Social. We get into her experience inside of Selling You and the Mastermind Level, Magic and Mutiny. We get into trans rights, what it's like to live in Florida right now, lived experience, privilege, and the politics of the day. If you're into fiery conversations filled with passion, connected to the missions entrepreneurs are setting out to deliver, you're going to love this one. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Um, Today... Today I'm talking, oh, I'm I'm talking with somebody I have talked about a few times in a very different context. Um, and uh, I have been on her podcast just recently. Um, we have been each other's clients and I'm so fucking stoked to have this conversation. Sarah, hello. Would you tell us who you are, what you do, and all the things? Yes. I'm Sarah. I'm Sarah Magnoni, to be specific. And I am a social media consultant, strategist, strategist, manager, whatever you want to call me. I have been in digital marketing for over 12 years, and I use everything that I have learned to help people show up in online and convert their clients. So it's mm-hmm. pretty fun. I love geeking out over analytics and platforms and what's new and what you have to do and what you don't do. And um, yeah, I get to I get to boss people around a little bit when it comes to their social media in listen, a loving way. Listen, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking That's at you. What I need. <laughs> um, when I so Sarah is who hosted the uh, ghosty retreat that I attended in Savannah, Georgia last October. And so if you heard my podcast episode or saw any of my social media content about getting kicked out of a theater by a ghost. Um, Sarah's learning about that together. Uh, but <laughs> then while we were there, she started talking about her experience in digital marketing and, and all of this. And my interest was peaked. I was like, that's interesting. I like, I had no idea because I, I didn't know other things about you. That's the context that I knew you in. And so then when you started talking about shifting your business, I was like, excuse the fuck out of me how do i sign up for this shit because that sounds like (laughs) magic and it sounds like exactly the magic that i need so um then she joined selling you to you know help get all that shit kind of put together for this new iteration of her business and i am fucking stoked about what you have done and what you have created this year like because it's available for me to use and also just like seeing the growth that you have created just in the last few months, because it is, we are recording this on June 7th and you just launched this thing in January. Yeah. Yeah. It's been crazy. It's so fun. It's such a testament to when you are truly aligned with what you're doing in your business, that it does become 
fun and easy. But I say easier than Kevin. Like it's still hard. Like don't get me wrong. Like there's still like I was crying earlier about something. Of course. I was like, what is wrong with me? My husband's like, you are stressed. I'm like, okay, yes. Um, but yeah, it's so fun. And and I still do ghostly shit. Like I still, you know, you can't get rid of that. But I mean, who wouldn't want to have a social media manager or helper that that talks to dead people and is psychic, right? I can tell you. Um, <laughs> yes. This is, this is everything that I want in my life right here. <laughs> um, so with regard to the stuff that you're currently doing, like you do incredible retreats. We're going to France together at the end of the summer. And like, I, I'm fucking like elated about that. But um with regard to the social media stuff that you're doing in this current iteration of your business and these marketing components and the various programs that you offer, you've got a couple of different offers here. What is it that, what is it that really made you decide like, oh, this is what I, this is what I'm doing right now. This is what my business needs to look like. And um, here's why I ask, because like, oftentimes I find that, you know, women start businesses for a variety of reasons, but like you had a business and then you pivoted and created a huge transition in a very short amount of time has, have created incredible success. And like, what was that pivot point? What was that, that shift moment for you? Yeah, it was a few things. So the first thing was I was really burned out at the end of last year. I was so burned out working with spirit and the capacity that I was doing, the amount of readings I was doing every week, physically, my body was exhausted. And at the time, my one-on-one coach, I said I was going to quit everything. I just thought, I can't do this anymore. And she said, "Um, don't make any decisions. I was taking six weeks off around the holidays. Don't make any decisions. Don't do anything. And I said, well, I'm really tired of just being a content creator. Mm. which is so funny because then I came back after the six weeks, I was like, I'm going to be a content creator and help other people do social media. And she was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But what switched for me during that time was the business that I had in connecting with spirit and helping people was also my healing journey. And I had really, I had being burned out was is um, uh, something that keeps happening or continued to happen. And that's how I left my corporate job back in 2019, where I was working um, at, like at an agency level from in ad tech. So really gigging out over analytics and platforms and different things. And I was so burned out then that I needed that space to kind of come back to center. And what I did was went really far the other way to help heal myself and then started coming back to center. And what I noticed was spending time on social media. Well, two things. One, in talking to my friends who were coaches and sharing things about social media, like, hey, maybe you should try this. Or, hey, did you see there was this update? Or, And I remember one of my friends being like, no, no, I didn't see that. People don't know that. Why aren't you telling people that stuff? And I thought, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, I okay, I can help people with that. And the other was the sheer amount of hate and negativity that it exists online in social spaces and living in Florida, being the parent of a trans person, feeling this desire to drown out all the horrible, hateful things that were happening online 
And also seeing activists come forward and people that normally maybe wouldn't have spoken out who would have normally been quiet saying, I can't sit back and watch it happen anymore. I was like, okay, well, I have to help people, you know, and I can do this. I can help people. And that is why one of my programs is $9 a month because I don't want it to break the bank. I don't want people to have to go into this huge amount of debt to get the help that they need. And I'm there to help support. And there's, it's a, you know, do it yourself, but there's a community and, you know, that's what I want to create. I'm just, I say I'm on this mission and I really am. I want to help lift those voices of people that have historically been silenced that haven't felt like it's been safe for them to come forward. And I want, I want to amplify those. I want that to drown out the hate. And so for me, just kind of a no brainer, like, okay, well, and I'm still going to talk to ghosts and I'm still going to do retreats. That's all still going to exist. And I think I even had that conversation with you when I was in selling you like, okay, but because I tend to have this real like right or wrong, black and white thinking. And I was like, oh no, I can, I could do whatever I want. It's my business. I can still do those things. Absolutely. And I mean, well, oh, oh God, there are like eight directions I want to go in. Okay. Um, <clears throat> with regard to the lower price point offer that you have. Um, I mean, I'm on the inside of that. I'm also on the inside of the higher price point offer that you have. And both of these things have such immense value. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm kind of astounded at what it is that you've created. And, and to be completely honest and transparent, like as your client, I haven't even, I've never logged into the portal. Like I've, I've not even gotten into all the shit that you have put out. And even without doing that at this point, I can just see like, holy shit, like this is, this is exactly what I have wanted for my business for a really long time. And when I, when I started my business as a coach, I had a really lucrative background in direct sales. And so like, the idea of communicating with an audience and building community and and showing up on social media was not new for me at all, but doing so publicly was because the product line that I sold was sex toys. So my community was in a very private place in order to safeguard against any kind of like, you know, zuck squashing. Um, <laughs> so to make sure that I could communicate with my audience and with my community. It was all in in private spaces. And that's all that I really knew. Like, I, I know how to fucking run a Facebook group. I know how to do that. But then in terms of like, how do I transition that knowledge base onto something like Instagram or TikTok or something that's like a public space, a public venue? I had no idea. And when when you and I started talking about social media, I was just like, listen, I'm sure TikTok's great, but I don't want to learn a new fucking platform. There are already so many things that I have to learn in <laughs> running this kind of business instead of that kind of business. And um, then when you just like took me by the hand and you were like, no, Kelly, it's just this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> so much easier. And that's that's what I needed, right? I needed someone to just like hold my hand and walk me through all the little steps. And I know there are so many people who need exactly that. And with the offers that you currently have, you're doing that 
and so much more. Like mm-hmm. the stuff that you are providing, the the strategies, the all of the like content calendars that you're putting out and just hand handing, hand it out. You're just like, here, it's like candy. It's, like, <laughs> no. it's it's so, so needed. So needed. And um I'm delighted to see. I'm delighted to see that it exists and I'm delighted to see that you're the person creating it. Hmm. Thank you so much for all of that. I'm having so much fun. I mean, it's really a lot of fun. I will get messages from people saying, you know, I haven't had a chance to really dig in much, but I have to tell you, I'm having so much fun in here. There's, you know, there's a lot of information that's coming in and maybe I don't always comment, but I'm taking notes or I tried this one thing and look, I got 13,000 views or yeah, like that kind of stuff. And I, I think, I feel like, especially coming from that coaching side, knowing that everything that we do in business is an experiment, right? So is your marketing. It's all an experiment. But needing kind of that soft place to fall or having somebody be, like you said, taking your hand, like having somebody just say, try this and knowing then that they're going to be there if it works or if it doesn't Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. And, And I know I can help so many people. And that's where you know, that's what gives me the energy and the excitement. We're getting ready. My husband and I are going on a cruise, um, an Alaskan cruise next week. And I said, I'm going to bring my laptop. Do you care if I work a little bit? And he just smiled and said, no, you know that I'm okay with that. And he was like, but I'm kind of surprised. I'm like, oh no, it's just so much fun. (laughs) Like, I know I have things I want to get out there and there's like a couple things I want to put out and I know I'm not going to have time to do it. And I'm like, no, it's just fun. Like, it's just I feel like it's just part of who I am and it's so easy. I'm a cancer, so I'm nurturer. You know, I like to nurture people and that's kind of how I view this business. Like, yeah. just let me nurture you. Let me help you, you know? And that comes across oh, so, so strongly. Um, when you are considering, I know, I know that you have mentioned, I think you've said it here and I, I've heard you say this countless times elsewhere. Um, but that your kind of goal in this is to lift up the voices of people who like have historically been marginalized from their voices being lifted up. Um, so tell me, tell me more about that. Like who is, who is your low cost offer for, who is your higher cost offer for, um, or low end and high end? I don't know what words you use. Um, and who are they not for? Like what's, Mm -hmm. which, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say that like if we think about the um, VIP level, which is the $9 a month, that one is great for anyone that that wants to um, do it themselves, is looking forward to having a community um, that may still be struggling with some confidence levels that may, you know, just need kind of like a, a group approach to kind of help them get there. And, and my, you know, when I think about the people that I want to work with, it is definitely, I have a, a, you know, of course, a soft spot for trans people and anyone really in LGBTQ, um, black, brown, women, you know, um, I would never, I really, you know, it's funny because I don't like to feel like I would want to exclude someone, but I, I, you know, if, if you have thoughts about trans people or, you know, you think that it's, um, a, you know, a social experiment or something like that, that I've seen, you know, that people say that, um, yeah, you're, you're not, it's not going to be fun to be around me. 
<laughs> you know, I, I mean, yeah. there are many of us who will absolutely tear you the fuck down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and even if you're on the fence, I think might not, I'm just might not, I might not be the right person. Cause that's, that's not something I'm going to back down from. And, you know, th- so th- that in general is who I really want to help. I want to help people that maybe have been afraid to show up and who they are and allow people to see them for who they are, all of it. You know, um, one of the things I love so much about TikTok is I feel like the culture on TikTok is is laid back. It's come as you are, where Instagram tends to be very, you know, pretty pictures and really, you know, highly edited videos. And that's what I love about about being on TikTok. And I also kind of consider that's like also where I go politically and try to connect with people and share messages and, you know, say things. But but when I think about too the elite offer, which is the um, program that you're in, which is um, that one's three thousand dollars for six months and five thousand for a year, that that program is for people that are already showing up online that have you know they've kind of worked out the kinks as far as um, some confidence goes, or at least with every level we still have a level of confidence. I feel like we have to dig into, but that are at least showing up that they at least know, um, yeah, this is where I need to be and what I want to do. You know, I ran a beta offer just to test things out and see how it was going to go. You were part of that too. And you went viral (laughs) during that time. (laughs) You're so easy. You're like the easiest client. You're like, what do I do? I'm like, do this. You're like, all right. Hey, Sarah, I'm going viral. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. Um, but you know, I found that there seemed to be like a good mix of, but they fell into kind of different groups, right? Like those that don't like social media and were trying to force themselves, like that's just not going to work. Um, uh, those that liked it, but didn't really want to be consistent, you know, still had some issues again, probably not like this program's really for the people that were like, okay, I want to learn more. I know this might be hard. Can you give me the tools? Can you help me get there? And that's really what that, um, and it's six months to a year. And the reason the other one is month by month. And the reason that this one is six months to a year, because I think you have to give it at least six months to really see, you know, social media is the long game. Organic social media is, it's not, you're not going to, it's not transactional. You're not going to post and somebody's going to be like, I want to buy from you. It's going to take a while. Yeah. And oh God, we could, we could go on for days about that. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's all I will say. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, <clears throat> oh God, there was something that there were like three things that you said that I wanted to comment on and I should have taken notes, but didn't. Um, but when you are talking about like the idea of showing up on social media as these weren't your words, but this is what I'm going to say, like your true authentic self. Mm -hmm. One of the things that's really beautiful about the community that you're building is that you have, even though it may not be your exact lived experience, you have a little bit of insight into the idea of how unsafe that can be for some people. And because of being the parent of a trans person, like you can understand the the notion that I think some, I'll just say like marketing gurus pretend mm-hmm. that it's the same for everybody. And if you're just like, if mm-hmm. you're just authentically you, then people, and like, that's, there's a safety concern for a lot of folks. Absolutely. And the fact that you are the parent of a trans person living in fucking Florida, by the way, 
<laughs> right. Have an insight into how that can be a safety concern. And because you're building the community in such an intentional way on the inside of uh, a Facebook group and a, and a portal that I've not logged into, um, but <laughs> because, that, because that does exist, the notion that you mentioned giving somebody a soft place to fall mm-hmm. is like, it's like you've created that for the people and with the idea very heavily in mind that publicly that safe place to fall might not be available. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I, we just had an experience. Um, my uh, adult child is at, at a university in Florida and we well, I say we, but they went through it. Um, I, you know, I guess from a family perspective, we went through it in our own ways, but we did just go through an, a discrimination experience with where they were working. And I've never gone through anything like that before. Um, and luckily, they are very, I'm not going to say they let things bounce off of them, but although when they realized what was going on, because as they were sharing it, my oldest daughter was like, something's going on there. Like, that's not let's stop. Like, that's not right. Like what's happening, refusing to call them by their, um, quote unquote nickname, you know, because they haven't changed their name. So requiring them to, you know, call them by their dead name, um, almost rubbing it in their face. Like, and it didn't start out that way. They were really trying to get them to quit is what we uncovered. And, and we did make phone calls (laughs) myself and my oldest daughter, we did call. And when the immediate response was, well, listen, listen, like I'm not very political and, um, you know, I have a cousin that's gay. I was like, yeah, no, that does not make you any way, shape or form an ally or to understand what's happening. But that experience taught me how much I don't know and how, what privilege I have to not have experienced that until I was 50 years old and to not have experienced it firsthand, right? That was my child that experienced it. Um, the overwhelming feeling that I had that weekend, I spent, this was just two weekends ago. Um, there was a lot of crying going on in the house that weekend, let's just say between myself and, um, they had come home from school and they have other siblings. We were on the phone with them and my husband and everything. Um, but I think for me where it hit, especially with the work that I want to do was that there will be people, including them they will have to deal with this their whole life. They will have to face this. They will have to wonder if it's a safe place. Ultimately, we ended up saying, um, you need to find a safe place to work. We could look at the, like we could create some criteria around that. Like where would be a safe place to work closer to campus? These larger companies like Publix maybe, or, you know, um, I was going to say Target, but I don't know. With everything in the news right now. Right. Not sure. Right. Um, but you know, like we had to look at those things. And I I thought, I mean, I actually thought about myself as kind of like, wow, what a dumbass, Sarah. Like people are going through this every day. They've got you've lived your whole 50 years of life and have been clueless. Even if we educate ourselves, even if we think we know, like it just really was a slap in the face because it isn't that I didn't feel like I couldn't be sad or be like, oh my gosh, you just discriminated against us. 
and I say us because I just we're such a close family union, but but yeah, it was just a realization. It was almost like, yeah, well, of course they did. And there's people that deal with us. Mm-hmm. And that if anything, it just empowers me even more to try to help those people. And, you know, any little bit, like, like I said, like politically, I'm really involved on TikTok. Like I'm, you know, inserting myself and like trying to be the champion of people that are speaking out, especially in Florida with these, you know, gender affirming cure bands that, you know, were just to protect the kids that, you know, took away the ability for adults to get access um, to gender affirming care, which as of today, it, it it did get an injunction. So hopefully it will be, you know, go back to normal, go back to what it was. But um, yeah, just in a try in like, even in a local group yesterday, um, and I guess I just share this to say like the right now, I feel like these are just little things that anybody can do is to set the record straight, right? Is to, you know, where somebody said, well, it's it's about kids. You know, somebody said that and I said, it absolutely is not. And this is why. Yeah. Um, and I know I've had people say like, oh, it's a waste of time to call your elected officials. And I said, no. And I also, when people ask, well, what can I do? I'm in another state. I'm in a safe state, right? I'm in a state that's blue. Call your elected officials, call them and ask them, what are they doing? What are Democrats doing? What what's the ACLU doing? What are they doing in Florida? How can we help protect them? Um, like we all have a part in this, and of course, my passion is the trans community. Um, but that just goes for so many other marginalized groups as well, you know. So this is absolutely not the same thing, um, and also in my lived experience um i have seen a massive shift in the i guess positioning of for lack of a better term the lgbtq Mm, community Mm -hmm. um and i mean i've been fired from jobs i've been kicked out of restaurants i've been like the just i came out in the early 2000s, I was an undergrad and, um, I, (laughs) I could tell you some stories. Um, but I say this for you, um, because I have seen such a massive shift in the last two decades, my hope is that we see that same kind of shift for the trans community. And so when you say like, there are people who, are going to have to deal with this. Yes. And I hope it gets fucking better. And because we exist and because there are other people like us who exist, who are working to create change in such a variety of ways, not just contacting elected officials, which is fucking important. I'm not saying don't do it, please fucking do it. Um, But also creating actual businesses and actual companies and actual offers that are really dedicated to that change. That's a cultural shift that goes beyond what any elected official has the power and capacity to do. And the cultural shift is what we need. In addition to the legislation, obviously the legislation is harmful and dangerous, but like the cultural shift is also what we need. I completely agree. And also being in Florida has probably led me to educate myself even more. And that is wonder under 
that is what is under attack in the next election is actually businesses and their support of these communities. So I think it's really important um, from a political standpoint also to make sure that, um, you know, we're talking to people there. We're taking action. Like you said, I love the video that you did on TikTok about, you know, how can people support the LGBTQ community during Pride Month? And, you know, it is isn't about changing your logo, right? Um, it, it is about taking action, like show up at pride events, show up. And actually when I saw that, I remember thinking, um, yeah, and I, I pretty sure ours are canceled, um, Mm -hmm. in Florida, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, taking that action, like, uh, like I said, I mean, I, I could go on this for so long. I just think for the person listening to this that might not have any experience like, you know, like you do or, you know, the very small amount that I do now, it's about just being open and understanding and listening to the people that have been through it. That I think is probably one of the consistent messages that I've had for people is the minute you want to judge someone for being trans, maybe you need to listen to what they need. And, um, you know, like the stupid bathroom bills or whatever, like maybe, maybe you actually need to listen to them before these things are put in place and we can do that right. As, as humans, we can listen. Absolutely. And as a business owner, you're creating space for that. Mm -hmm. You are creating a space for people who need their voices to be uplifted to speak. And you're creating a space where they will be listened to mm-hmm. so that when they do want to go out and market whatever it is that they're marketing, whether it's a product or a service or a fucking political candidate or themselves as a political candidate or whatever else, then they have the experience of, oh, people actually do listen to me. People actually do care about what I have to say. And if something goes awry, I know where I can go for support. Yes. Yeah. Cause there's, that's what I needed that vulnerability. Like I needed a place to be like, I just did this thing. I want to go back and delete it or, you know, and it's like, no, I mean, even the podcast we just did um, that you were on my podcast, I had a moment where I was like, I need to go back and edit out that I'm the parent of a trans person, not because I care what anybody thinks about me, but from a protection standpoint. And then I thought about, and I was like, no, I already know. I mean, I've talk to them multiple times and they're like, no, I want you to talk about it. And so I thought, no, no, I can't go back and remove it. I mean, we still have those moments. And even, I would say even the $9 a month group is for um, people that want to get involved in activism that want to support programs like Planned Parenthood or, um, you know, bans off our bodies or, um, you know, the, just the various things I know, especially in our community that's going on, um, stop moms for Liberty. I mean, that's another one. They weren't able to, um, you know, invest because of the number of people. So, you know, offering to go and help teach offering to, you know, share some different things like this is how you can effectively show up. This is how you can effectively use TikTok. Um, uh, just all of those ways. And, you know, when I think about TikTok, that makes me laugh a little bit because I think, well, you know, all those hours spending on TikTok really paid off because I can help people because <laughs> I spent so much time, right? Like consuming other people's content, showing up to their lives, you know, looking at what they're doing and how they're influencing the community and how they're helping. Um, 
you know, because I'm I'm on TikTok instead of watching TV at night. So yeah, I mean, same. I don't even own a television. So <laughs> um, okay, so I am going to shift this rather abruptly because I want to ask how has being a part of selling you helped to change your business trajectory or create this thing like that's not those aren't the words I want to use how has the selling you community and even like the mastermind component that you were part of um how has that helped to help you to establish this beautiful thing that you are creating that's how I want to word it well first of all you make it very comfortable so sales feels very scary Sales feels very, I love how you explain it. Like our idea of sales is typically based on the way that somebody has, you know, sold us, right? And so when we think about sales, people usually envision like a used car sales guy or something or a really pushy coach that's like, I'm going to overcome all of your objections for you, right? Or all of these things that happen that we immediately think, oh, no, I don't want any part of that. Um, I remember us talking about selling my program even. And you said, how do you feel about consults? And I was like, I hate them. Well, I didn't want to do them because I had been on some before that I felt so uncomfortable. My stomach hurt. And I was like, just hurry up and tell me like how much it's going to cost. And oh gosh, now I have to say yes. Or just this weird feeling. Um, And understanding more in the program that, you know, selling is all about a conversation And I remember, I don't remember exactly my question. I think it was a question about selling, like a very specific. And as we were talking, uncovering and realizing that I was having these conversations in DMs, that I had people reaching out to me like, hey, what is this beta program? How can you help me? Okay, well, I don't want to do that, but can you help me with this? And I remember being in the mastermind and saying to you, oh, wait, no. Oh, I'm already selling. (laughs) Like I'm doing it. This is the thing. This is, I thought this was going to be like this big, like cliff, right? Like you were going to know now you're officially selling. Oh, that hurts. And it wasn't anything like that. It was like, oh, I'm just talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was so easy. I was like, oh yeah. Like Kelly already told me that (laughs) it's going to be so easy. And I was like, no, it's not. It is. It is always so beautiful to witness when the like light bulb happens for somebody and they're like oh oh this this it's not that gross thing over there. oh <laughs> uh, I can do this I think I can do this yeah I love it I love it so tell me why as if we haven't covered this but I have to ask it directly because the title of the podcast tell me why your business is feminist as fuck oh well i mean yeah i feel like we've covered that right like i really equal rights for females for feminists for anyone that identifies for you know to bring the power back to not feel like Um, We have to, you know, adhere to some kind of stupid top-down rules that we actually get to host retreats that go and talk to ghosts and and go look at your analytics and, you know, build a, you know, a slide deck off of graphs and show you how you can show up and change that. Like, we have the permission to be who we want. We can change. We can 
I love pink, right? That's feminist as fuck. (laughs) Like actually, so really funny, quick story. The reason my office is pink and I painted it that way was in 2019 when I left my job and I was like, oh no, I, it had been like a tan color, like always the whole time I had worked there and I worked remotely. So you could always see in my office and my husband and I went and looked for new paint and I had it between gray and pink. And he was like, what are you doing? Why are you even looking at gray? And I was like, well, pink is a little bit. And he's like, it just, it needs to be pink. And I was like, yeah. So now, I mean, I'm looking at my pink computer. I have a pink gnome, a pink lamp, pink lotion. <laughs> like to me, <laughs> that's like rebellious against the patriarchy. Like, no, we're not doing this like black and white shit top down. We're just going to be pink. So. I love it. I love it. So tell us where... I mean, there are so many places that we can find you, but like you have, you have a podcast, you're on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. Where else are you? Like, how, how do we find you? How do we go? What's your website? Yeah. Like, give, give me all the things. Sure. We'll so um, my website is still pretty much my old website, but I do have some updates on it. But my website is just my name, sarahmagnoni.com. Um, you can find me on social platforms, um, social Sarah or I am the real social Sarah, I think is Instagram. I am trying to fall back in love with Instagram. Um, <laughs> I'm on YouTube, uh, podcast, simple strategic social, which is also the name of my elite group that you're in. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I love my podcast. I'm obviously on social media. I have different, sometimes I have the same content on other platforms, but I also post a lot on Facebook. So feel free to follow me there. Yeah, you do post a lot on Facebook. Your Facebook content yeah. is different from your like TikTok content. Yeah, it is. Also super valuable. So like I recommend everybody go find you on specifically TikTok and Facebook and Instagram if you want to. Yeah. I, also I didn't know that you were on YouTube. How do I how did I not know that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's somewhat new. You're on my YouTube channel now too for my podcast amazing I know yes that was the one where somebody reached out and was like I can help you because we help people like Ben Shapiro and I was like that's your target audience (laughs) I am not the right person (laughs) oh god I had somebody email me who was trying to pitch somebody to be on my podcast that was like that kind of the kind of vibe. I was like, do you even know what the fuck my podcast it's literally called your business is feminist as fuck how did you what what is happening? What is happening? You are bad at your job. Anyways. Yeah, so, sure. okay. Delightful. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Lovely conversation.